Today's match is in the books, and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome into the post-game show on the RSL Radio Network. Lauren Beck, Spencer Warren. We always dance to the intro music regardless of the result, but tonight it feels a little extra nice to dance to the intro music because Real Salt Lake held on at home, came back from 1-0 down, and grabbed all three points against the Vancouver Whitecaps. A lovely free-kick goal from Brian Vera, and then a fifth goal on the season for Justin Glad, our center back, to get all three points. Thrilled for this team, thrilled for the fans. It's been a tough few weeks for Real Salt Lake. We've been wondering if they'd be able to turn it around and hang on to a playoff spot. As you said at the end of the broadcast, Spence, they now leapfrog Vancouver in the standings. Coming into the game, fifth place for Vancouver, sixth place for Real Salt Lake. They will hop them now. And uh, Level on points with Houston. Yeah, it feels feels much better today than it did on Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it was... An okay performance the first 45 minutes, maybe just uh, lacking a little bit of crispness and ingenuity, but second 45 minutes is hard to fault. These guys worked incredibly hard. Obviously, a, a such a fun free kick from Brian Vera to catch Takioka uh, cheating. Uh, just took one step to his right, and he went near post. And then, obviously, a great work by Chicho and, and Diego Luna and then Andres Gomez to float a left-footed ball on this right hand, on this left-hand side towards the back post, finding the forehead of a thumping uh, Justin Gladheader. Got a bloody nose for his, uh, for his troubles, but gives RSL a 2-1 lead. RSL giving up a couple of big chances towards the end, but really, really good work from the back line and a real response to the gauntlet laid down by Pablo Mastroeni in his post-game conference um, against FC Dallas on Wednesday. Yeah, great response. Um, I expected this team to have a good response at some point to have this this victory. I just wasn't coming into tonight. I wasn't sure how I felt about it with Vancouver um, and the form that they've been in recently. It felt like you know Wednesday their loss to Houston on the road again. Many, many road games for Vancouver recently. Um, Houston, a good team. So it it felt pretty evenly matched throughout the game. And I think Real Salt Lake did a good job of keeping their heads, not um, succumbing to any pressures and playing the way that they wanted to play. Love that both of the center backs for RSL were the goal scorers tonight. Um, I would Honestly, I would have loved a Danny Musovsky goal after everything. Um, over the last couple of weeks, but you know, I'm not going to be picky. I, I don't care if they'd have gone from six inches out. I just yes. don't care off yes. the goalkeeper's backside. I just needed RSL to get all three points. Good value for it, I thought. Um, um, Vancouver were valiant opponents. They tried to work things out, particularly after they went 2-1 down. They didn't go into their shell. They kind of came out and, and forced the issue, pushed RSL back. But for once, we see RSL really do a good job communicating uh, the lines weren't stretched so much. Just one that bounced over the back line that caused some issues and obviously a couple of opportunities from Beecher and Ryan Gould in the center of the penalty area that went wide um, to, to you know kind of put your heart in your mouth. Obviously, the, the penalty call, well, the non-penalty call right at the end, adding drama to a really hard-fought three points for Real Salt Lake. 
Yeah. It, <laughs> he, it, it sounded like the referee had blown the whistle for the game. Um, so, you know, everyone was celebrating the teams that entered the field. but Ru- Ruined it, my outro. It really, yes, yes, yes. It really was for review of that uh, potential handball. That first view of the handball really felt like it was about to be a PK against Real Salt Lake. From behind the goal, it looked like it was Brian Vera's right hand, which is extended from his body. But from the front, you could clearly see that it came off of his – the. Elbow. Uh, his left side, his elbow. If it did hit his right hand, it had deflected off his body, which would not count um, toward a handball and a penalty. So whew, a little nerve-wracking there those last couple of minutes. A nice yellow card uh, for Vancouver for impeding with the review, which yes. uh, once again, you guys, you, you can't, you cannot go over there while the referee is reviewing. You will get a yellow card as, um, I can't remember who it was for the Galaxy. Aga, Aga got his oh, second, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, got a second yellow and sent off for touching the referee while he was doing <laughs> video review. Just, you know, think about it a little bit more. Anyway, Real Salt Lake with a 2-1 win. Send us your thoughts on the match at Lars underscore MM on the uh, formerly known as Twitter and on Instagram. Either place. We want to hear from you we'll yes, have the post yes, we do yeah we and, really and, do and, and, and are you relieved as much as i am right now oh, just yes. back. because when i saw initially saw the starting lineup it wasn't that it was a lack of quality but knowing that marcelo wasn't there ruiz isn't there savarino wasn't there musovsky starting um after just a couple of training sessions after uh, uh his holdout I, I just wasn't sure that there was enough from RSL, but they they proved me wrong, and I will eat crow all day long. Look, most of the time... Most of the time... I'm so sorry, I just saw a saucy tweet. We will get to it in a minute. Most of the time when we talk crap on Real Salt Lake... um, they, they, the, those specific players, <laughs> when we talk crap on Real Salt Lake, when we aren't being super positive uh, about specific players, they prove us wrong. So I will take it. Um, if, if, that's what, if that's what it takes, me looking a little stupid on the radio, I will, I will happily take that. Because I do that anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. No, no. Fair play. Fair play. Um, Are we going to get to these tweets before break? Let's do it. Do we want a response or do we want to hear from Jefferson Savarino? Uh, I don't know. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Real Salt Lake tweeted in response to someone asking where Saverino was, saying, personal situation, he will be back in training on Monday. Initially, he responded tweeting question marks to Real Salt Lake, deleted it, and then retweeted it again and said, what personal situation, and tagged Real Salt Lake. Wow. So uh, some some sauce here between Jefferson Saverino and admin for RSL on Twitter. Do you want to get to tweets or should we toss a break before the press conference? No, no, let's do more tweets. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be as fun as that one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just excited to hear from the fans. Ooh. Okay, let me, let, me, let me load. Hold. Actually, I know I have an Instagram from uh, from our friend of the program, Troy. Oh, man, Troy Oberson. Always, always. uh, He's very loyal to us, and we appreciate that, Troy. He said, good response from RSL. Goals by committee and defense really stepped up. Relying solely on set pieces isn't ideal, but this is a good first step in course correction. Make the most of your set pieces. Yes. Make the most of your set pieces, and I feel like RSL did a really good job tonight. I thought some of the uh, short corner routines 
were actually good for once. I hate them usually, oh. uh, but I, I feel like some of the deliveries into the box, uh, pulling play, uh, Vancouver players out of position, a lot smarter, and then some of the deliveries into the box were, were excellent. Obviously, you're thinking about the Palacio header in the first half, Chicho getting a header from Brian Ojeda's cross, uh, which is almost carbon copy of the goal against FC Dallas. And, uh, yeah, just just a, a lot more clinical. Um, even though the, ball, the, the goals came from the centre-backs, it just felt like RSL um, picked uh, and chose their moments a lot better. Absolutely. There was... There was a um, corner kick in the second half that I was extremely disappointed they played short. And then the next one was the one they put into the box that, um, well, it still played short and then played into the box to uh, to jo- Justin Glad to score. I still don't love the short free kicks I, or the corner kicks. It feels pretty pointless like 99% of the time, but... When it works, I will give I will give them their their bit of credit there. I want to know who's people's man of the matches, and yes. if it's not Zach McMath after that save oh. on the goal line, uh, then who is it? Obviously, Brian Vera put in a good shift, great goal. Justin Glad looked a lot better. Yes, um, th- I mean the entire back line looked a lot more comfortable. Um, but yes, carry on. I I do need to say I have previously said on this very show that I think I could beat. Uh, Brian Oviedo in a foot race. Tonight, he had a fantastic recovery run. I have never seen that man run so fast in my life. It looked like he was going to fall over afterward. But that run made me think, hmm, maybe not. He's played himself into a little bit of form, which is which yes. is good. I, I'm glad he was taken off because at his age, the injury issues that he's had throughout his career, he's played a lot of soccer recently and yeah, just just grateful that he was unharmed and uh, will be ready to go next weekend. We're going to head out to a break. Hopefully on the other side, we will have the post-game press conference with Pablo Mastroini, maybe Zach McMath. Justin Glad would be nice to hear from as well. Probably have a couple Spanish players as well, since it is Hispanic Heritage Night here at America First be Field. Be not to. Send us your tweets at Lars underscore MM um, or message me on Instagram, as we said. We want to hear from you. We want to know your man of the match. You're listening to the postgame show on the Arsenal Radio Network. Welcome back to the postgame show. Lauren Beck, Spencer Warren. A 2-1 win at home for Real Salt Lake. Stops the slide a little bit. Keeps them in the playoff picture. Hops Vancouver, their opponent tonight. A nice uh, six-point swing, as we like to call it. Uh, Pablo Mastroini is on the field currently doing an interview with Apple TV, so I'm sure we'll have him here in a few minutes when he wraps that up. Curious which players we'll hear from. There's a a number I, uh, I would like to have down there. I wouldn't. I'm not going to be too picky tonight. I think there's a, a lot of people for this team who had uh, pretty solid performances that deserve uh, some good recognition from that. Send us your man of the match. Yeah. Always curious to see what those are. Any other tweets that you've got received right now? Um, I did grab a couple. It is also being reported that Jefferson Savarino um, missed for – it was just a coach's decision to rest him. So if we, have a, if we get more information on that and we are allowed to share it, Please believe that we will. Uh, at Scott Strong, at, sorry, Case Scott Strong, uh, another friend of the program, said he's super excited to see Glad get his fifth goal this season. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Uh, he, Yefton Severino was six, Danny, Chicho, and Justin. 
on five. <laughs> Wild. Love it. I mean, uh, Marcelo has three, two or three. Vera has two. The center backs just uh, were all over the place tonight for RSL. Get it done. Justin Glad getting a goal in the first game of the season against Vancouver mm-hmm. as well. So we'll take that from, from Jay Glad. Uh, five minutes later. Oh, sorry. Five minutes earlier than his goal against um, uh, Vancouver at the end of February. But my word, what a time to to score again because RSL obviously been struggling for goals, been leaking goals, and uh, it feels like a little bit of the rot has stopped <coughs> against a good Vancouver team. Yes, yeah. they, they got hammered against Van- uh, against Houston uh, midweek, but they've they've been on the road since what the end of August. I think yeah. six six games on the bounce on the road, a ridiculous amount, and they've they've got a phenomenal record, and and they're, they're, they are where they are, uh, and rightly so because they they've been really really solid. When you look at the conference right now, Western Conference, um, LAFC, Seattle, both on forty points, uh, Houston and RSL both on forty three. All those four teams have played 30 games this season. Vancouver uh, two points behind Real Salt Lake now but they do have that game in hand and then the next one is San Jose playing right now uh, on 40 points but they play, they're on their 31st game of the season so RSL could depending on Sunday's result against LAFC which is always <laughs> any kind of result that RSL get that get with that doesn't involve a loss is going to be a bonus. Yes. Um, and then you're looking at uh, the games against Sporting Kansas City, um, uh, LA Galaxy, and Colorado Rapids, really to seal the deal uh, for uh, for playoffs. But if they can continue this and get some results around them, maybe look for a couple of favors, then uh, hopefully RSL could be in those top four spots. Uh, in the Western Conference, when the business end is all over and done with with the regular season, but getting far too ahead of far ahead of ourselves tonight is is a phenomenal result um, because of the lack of results that have happened recently. Uh, only three points picked up against Colorado Rapids with losses. Uh, against Houston, Portland Timbers, um, FC Dallas, San Jose. It's been a really rough run, but this this gives RSL something to build on now. Yeah, and confidence going into next week, which will be a very tough opponent, as we said, in LAFC. A Sunday game as well, so that little extra day um, of preparation for, man, just... Even if LAFC is, by some miracle, in bad form, they usually find good form against Real Salt Lake. I don't know what it is. They just seem to have RSL's number. Um, But uh, if there is good timing for this win, I think that this is probably it because you cannot go into that game in a slide, in a slump. Um, it, and it it just helps um, quite a bit with the confidence. Huge win for Kansas City mm-hmm. tonight, beating mm-hmm. uh, Houston Dynamo 2-1 at Children's Mercy Park. It, Ten men for 60 minutes, so 55, 60 minutes getting that uh, all three points, but also helping RSL out. That will discuss there the uh, Kansas City fan base. Um, when you look at the games that are going on right now, 62nd minute, Portland 2, Colorado Rapids 2, and San Jose in the 66th minute, currently down a goal to nil against Nashville. Again, helping RSL. Uh, we'll take that all day long um, as RSL look to put a run together uh, before the end of the season. 
Another tweet, um, MLS collectors at Robert Kribe said, much better effort from the midfield and forwards to help on defense tonight. Gomez showed a lot better spark tonight too. Any updates on Jasper? Please take this with a grain of salt because I was I was not looking very hard and paying attention too much. There was an RSL player in... Greg, Greg Berhalt is here. Yes, in a boot. Yes. Um, and I sus- it looked like it could have been... Jasper, but I, I, I was not looking for it, so I'm not super confident in that. I would go 50-50 on that. Greg Berhalter is here because his son plays for Vancouver. Didn't get off Didn't, the bench. Yes. Um, there was speculation that he was here to see Diego Luna. His son plays for Vancouver. That is, that is why Greg Berhalter was here. Nice that Diego Luna was playing while he was here, but that, that, that's why. Yeah, maybe uh, Danny Masovsky. Um, just, you know, heard. <laughs> hey, I scored nine goals in the season. That might be an outside Excuse chance. Me, hello. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Jasper is in a boot as a precaution. Obviously, yeah. uh, tweaking that left ankle, uh, going over on that. Really unfortunate that he had to come off. But, um, yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me if he is in a boot. Uh, and hopefully um, in a week or two that uh, he's available probably LAFC a little bit too soon uh, because that looked like it was a painful one and when yeah. everybody's twisted their ankle um, when you're doing it with all your weight off balance yeah it, it's it's a killer it really hurts so uh, hopefully it's not too serious hopefully it's not a high ankle sprain which would obviously mean a bit more time out but uh, yeah we'll, 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 as soon as we get uh, any kind of update hopefully with the post-game presser um, then uh, somebody will ask uh, Pablo Mascherini, who is still on the TV with Apple. So we are uh, currently awaiting a uh, some more updates. Any more tweets? Not at the moment. Send them in, guys. At Lars underscore MM on Twitter or Instagram. We will head out to another break. And hopefully in the meantime, Pablo will wrap up this interview with Apple TV and we'll get him in the postgame press conference. You're listening to the postgame show on the Arsenal Radio Network. I guess, what did you talk to the guys about in the, at halftime after going down 1-0 that you think maybe might have helped to spur the, the win? Uh, you know, I think it started in the first half, really, uh, before the game. And it was, it was getting back to who we are as a group. And, you know, these, these, these last games are, are playoff games. And you have to have a certain mindset. Um, and something that we haven't been able to do is overcome deficits on the scoreboard, right? And, and again, that's not tactics that's a mentality and i think we've moved so far away from from the identity of 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 who we are and the team that has led us to this point and i think tonight i think jay glad's goal encapsulates everything that this team is which is you're willing to put your body on the line to get a result and and i think that's that's the mindset and and so now um you know we have some tough games left but if we bring that same mindset, the talent will always shine through. And, and I think that was a key tonight. And I was wondering if you could just give us a little bit of insight into Sava not being uh, with you. Yeah, no, it was a personal situation. He'll be ready to go on Monday. Oh, well, thank you for your time. Congrats on the win. Um, how's the locker room tonight? Um, as, as you can imagine, uh, elated. Um, obviously exhausted, elated. Um, but... A lot of guys stepped up tonight. Uh, the whole group stepped up tonight. The guys that stepped in, um, the guys that, that, that didn't get on the field. Um, it, was a, it was a fantastic environment um, to start the game at halftime and now obviously at the end of the game with a result like that. But, but again, going back to what I said earlier, it, it's, it's, it's about graft. It's about mindset. It's about winning second balls. It's about 
dealing with the the you know the ten crosses at the end of the game to preserve the lead, and those are dangerous moments, and you got to be dialed in. Um, and and when your body's tired and your mind's telling you you can't do it, um, and and that's what I'm most proud of. And and and, and again, these games towards the end, um, there's no reprieve. You've got to be willing to to lose your legs and keep on walking. Um, nine corner kicks tonight for the team. I noticed a portion of them were, were taken short instead of immediately being crossed in. Was that kind of a part of the game plan going into this one? You know, I think, uh, you know, we, we talked about it about a month ago is we, we need more variety in our, in our set pieces. Um, you know, Luna's uh, fantastic when he goes one V one and creates um, over, you know, he, he creates decisions for the opponents. Um, and that's something that we've been working on. I think the guys executed and, and obviously we, we want some, some long ones too, but be the, the unpredictability of set pieces, I, I think is an advantage for, for, for the attacking team, because you know what you're going to do. Opponents don't know what we're going to do. Um, and so I think that's going to be really important. And, and, you know, Vera has been on the board the last, you know, two of the last few games um, and his ability to, to, to be calm over the ball is, is, is uncanny. Um, you talked about the importance of these these upcoming games. Um, how how do you plan on helping the team carry this momentum into the next game? Well, I think it starts in the way we train and, and the standards that we set. You know, like I said, we've gotten away from it, and in particular, I've gotten away from it. Um, and um, that's that's a standard that we have to maintain every single day, and I, there, that's that's the only way. There's no there's no secret sauce to this whole thing is the way you you train is the way you play. You can't, there's no such thing as turning it on. The body doesn't know how to turn it on. The brain doesn't know how to turn it on. And so our sessions need to be more intense. We got to be more dialed in. We got to be more accountable to each other. Um, like we were tonight. Lastly, for me, maybe something that's not necessarily on the front of your mind, but um, it was an amazing free kick from Brian Vera tonight. Do you think that when Pablo Ruiz comes back, that there's going to be a legitimate competition for who's taking those free yeah. kicks? So listen, he's scored two fantastic goals. Um, and again, the way we talk about it on the set pieces is who feels real confident on the, over the ball. And so, um, you know, Vera's definitely made a case for himself. Yep. Congratulations on the win tonight. Four games left, three on the road. Uh, you're heading down the stretch to the playoffs. What concerns you the most about how your team is playing? Last three games have been a tale of two halves. How are you going to put uh, two games together? And it looked like Vancouver had plenty of opportunities to get in the game at the end. Does your defense worry you? What do you need to pick up? Yeah, obviously we got to tighten some things up on both sides. I, I think managing the game in those moments is, is something that we haven't touched on in, in a few weeks. You know, I think when they're serving crosses in the box, the positioning of our, our of our central midfielders, um, especially when they're overloading the back post, it, the communication in those moments, we'll go back and look at that. Also, managing the game from an attacking perspective. I, I, listen, there's probably one great counter where I think we could have bagged a third goal. Um, but the other ones, we have to find times to take the sting out of the game. And we kept going forward and, 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 and making some interesting decisions that then – caught us going the other way. And, and so um, those are, those are going to de definitely be important, especially going on the road. But what, what worries me is it's not our opponents. It's us, right? It's our mindset. And we've been great on the road this year. And the reason why we've been really good on the road has been because of that type of effort, 
of never quit, work hard for each other, and all these cliches in sports. But that's what it takes in this league to have any chance of making a run in the playoffs and getting to the playoffs. It did look like a different team uh, Wednesday, kind of hung their heads, and uh, Dallas took it to you. But this second half was a great second half. How's Jasper? What's the diagnosis there? Um, yeah, Jasper's got uh, an ankle sprain. Uh, uh, you know, we'll, obviously they're going to, the medical staff will evaluate him in the next coming days. Um, obviously, an unfortunate time to, to get a knock as, as we try to clamp down here. Um, but, but again, I think, you know, Ojeda was ready to step in and, and did a fantastic job. All right, we'll move to Spanish. Pablo, felicidades por el triunfo. ¿Qué rescatas de esta alineación de dos jóvenes juntos por las bandas, tanto Luna como eh, Gómez? ¿Hicieron lo que tú creías que debían hacer? ¿Han resultado? Sí, yo creo que los dos jugaron bastante bien. Eh, especialmente con, contra este equipo, quería, queríamos encontrar las bandas porque juegan con tres atrás y con Andrés especialmente encontrando los espacios por, por, por atrás y cambiaron la formación en el entre, en, en, entre tiempo, fueron con cuatro atrás y yo creo que eso, es un, un, eso fue de, del trabajo que, que hizo el equipo, pero más el, Andrés siempre picando los espacios por atrás y le, yo creo que le dio mucha duda al equipo, a, a los rivales, pero yo creo que, mira, En, este, en, en el fútbol no hay edad, o sea, hay experiencia y, y hay jugadores que les falta experiencia. Pero esto, esto, esta noche jugaron con mucha experiencia, jugaron para el equipo, jugaron para el triunfo. ¿Cómo, cómo vives el momento que acaba el partido y luego te dicen, puede haber penal? <risa> no, no lo podía creer, no lo podía creer. El, el balón le pegó a Alberra en el estómago, le mostró al, al árbitro donde lo pegó. Y, pero para mí lo más importante es que tenía la mentalidad que iba a poner el cuerpo enfrente del, de, de, del tiro y yo creo que esa fue la mentalidad del grupo hoy día, jugando uno por el otro, jugando para ganar el partido y sacrificando el cuerpo Gracias um, Preguntarte un poco eh... El día, bueno, hoy sabemos que no está Pablo Ruiz y en mi opinión y en la de muchos compañeros, el segundo mejor mediocampista es Brian Ojeda. Eh, ¿Por qué no inicia Ojeda hoy de titular? Eh, el, porque ya viene jugando dos partidos de 90 minutos y es un riesgo que, que no queríamos tomar. O sea, yo creo que el Jasper eh, hace tiempo que está esperando la oportunidad y si, y si podemos darle un poco de... de de cómo se dice un poco de descanso eh, es muy favorable para, para el equipo pero fíjate cómo es la vida en 20 no sé cuántos minutos tuvo que entrar no fue nada táctica no fue nada de, de nada más que he jugado 90 90 y es un jugador muy clave para este equipo y si queremos ir para adelante no podemos perder el, el Brian Ojeda eh, el juego de hoy fue un poco un déjà vu de lo que ocurrió en la primera La primera semana empezó ganando en el primer tiempo Vancouver y se le dio la vuelta en el segundo tiempo. Eh, no sé si recordabas esto, al menos eh, yo me acordé porque 
eh, fue una situación similar, igual Glad metió gol en el, ese primer encuentro entre Vancouver. Eh, ¿De qué hablaste con ellos en el entretiempo para poder eh, revertir la situación? Porque no era un tema del que si iban perdiendo o no, sino que el equipo venía de cargar resultados negativos en las últimas jornadas. Sí, no, yo creo que Vancouver eh, es un buen equipo, están en buena forma, eh, han ganado mucho de visitante y sabíamos que iba a ser un partido muy, muy difícil. En el entretiempo le dije, mira, estamos haciendo las cosas bien, hay que seguir, pero hay que sacrificar más para, para, para encontrar el resultado. Y para mí, eh, marcar tan temprano en el segundo tiempo nos dio, nos dio mucha creencia y, y, y jugaron con, con esa confianza que es necesario para sacar el segundo gol. Sí, y, y también un poco con respecto a, a ese buen momento que el equipo vive por lazos del partido, eh, no es la primera vez en la temporada que ocurre, el equipo empieza jugando bien el, en el primer tiempo, pero cae la anotación, es ahí donde eh, muchas veces tanto los jugadores como los mismos fans llegan a derrumbarse, ¿qué haces tú estando en el banco para poder darle ese cambio de cara a los No, jugadores? yo creo que es el fútbol, ¿no? porque tuvimos dos o tres uh, oportunidades en el primer tiempo y si estaba más claro con los chances, estamos ganando 1 a 0. Eh, pero para mí eh, eh, es como eh, son momentos en el partido que tenemos que manejar un poco mejor eh, porque llegaron una vez dos veces y con un tiro un tiro de esquina no marcaban gol, o sea, son difíciles a veces marcar, pero yo creo que con un poco más concentración y también siendo, uh, creando más chances claros en frente del rival y marcando el primer gol yo creo que va a ser necesario para, 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 para seguir de esta forma. Right, thanks, guys. Head coach Pablo Mastraini, feeling positive. Uh, did confirm that there was a sprain for Jasper Lofsen. We'll toss it back down for Justin Glad. Uh, how's your face? <laughs> yeah, it, it's throb the nose is throbbing a little bit, but we'll be good. Uh, it's worth it for the three points. What exactly happened on that goal? Could you just kind of walk us through it and, and what you were experiencing, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just saw it coming in, and I thought there was a window there. Um, and I, I got to the ball first, and then, yeah, I just got hit in the nose, I guess. Uh, didn't see that one coming, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll trade that. We'll Not, trade your goal uh, for a bloody nose any day. Not broken, though. Not so, broken. Okay. All good. Sweet. And then I believe that was your fifth goal in the season. You mentioned to some of us before the season you wanted to score five goals this season. How did it feel? And do you feel like, uh, I don't know, is, is, that, is this like a special season for you now that you've, you were able to get the five? Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's good, but it's also there's, there's, always, there's always more to strive for. Um, I think it's been a, a season of, of ups and downs so far. So I'm just trying to stay focused on, on what's ahead and, and keep going forward and, you know, keep having the team in a good spot for, for playoffs. Justin, congrats on the win. Um, there were a lot of opportunities in this game, especially near the end uh, where Vancouver was, was coming down the field, uh, trying to get a goal to tie things up. Um, can you just describe how intense and, and how, how much, I guess, difficulty there was in trying to defend them And, uh, and stopping them from getting that goal? Yeah, uh, I think the, the whole team knew what, what we had to do. I think we were all, you know, com committed to, at least in the last 10, getting behind the ball and making it difficult on them. Um, and everyone putting their body on the line. I think Vera took one off the side. Um, 
you know, everyone was out there just battling, knowing that it was it was that last 10, 15 minutes we were kind of under it. Um, but I'm just proud of the group, proud of the three points, and, and we're ready for next game. Um, at this point, goals allowed in, I believe it's seven of the last eight games in all competitions. Uh, <clears throat> what is it that the team and, and you specifically and, and the guys defending the ball can do um, leading into to the next couple of games to get clean sheets? Yeah, we definitely have to to pick it up a notch, turn it up a notch um, with the with the intensity, the communication, and just making sure we're solid back there. Um, I think that was part of our DNA, and, and we got to get back to that with keeping clean sheets. Hey Justin, glad you got your nose back. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, how is your communication with Vera? Are you guys getting along pretty well? And yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's he's an excellent player. Um, and, and there is obviously a little bit of a communication barrier, <clears throat> um, but we've worked through that and, and we're, you know, we're, we're on the same page and we're just trying to keep it going, going forward. Awesome. And you've had five goals. Congrats. Thank you. I haven't seen five dances though. I'm a little upset. Yeah. I was, I wanted to hit it this last one. I was a little preoccupied. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah. Good job, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Anything else for Justin? All right, thanks, man. Appreciate y'all. Justin Glad, five goals on the season. He did. He did mention earlier in the season after his first couple that a goal of his was to hit five. Um, uh, proud of him for hitting that. I think it's incredible for center back, especially for Real Salt Lake, to have that many goals. Um, he'll be disappointed over the last couple of weeks of performances, but good way for him to bounce back. I thought. It was a pretty solid performance. I did go back to watch Vancouver's goal, and it was it was his man. Um, a little blocked Gold, off by Gold did a great job of oh, losing yeah. him, um, and he was definitely blocked. Um, it, it was it honestly was just a very very good run um, to get away from his man from Ryan Gold, but. Yeah, Justin, Justin made up for it. Got that second goal, got three points for Real Salt Lake. Any comments on the press conference, Spence? No, no, just delighted for, for that, that it's not more sinister or more serious for uh, Justin Glad. The last thing that we need is a broken <laughs> nose and playing in a face mask if he's allowed to play. Uh, but, yeah, delighted for him. Um, delighted that he gets the winner. Um, and uh, unfortunately, he had that nosebleed because I am waiting for the little little dance yeah, on the field. So it's a delightful uh, celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, most important, blood, sweat, and tears, three points, and that's all we'll care about more than the, the five goals he scored this season. We're going to head out to a break. On the other side, we will take a look around the league, see what's happened, take a look at the table in the Western Conference where Real Salt Lake now sits and preview LAFC next Sunday. You're listening to the postgame show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to the post-game show. Lauren Beck, Spence Warren. Final segment. Wrapping up tonight's win. Taking a look around the league. Previewing next Sunday's game for Real Salt Lake. Where do you want to start, Spence? Let's start with the scores. All right. Well, we, we can we can stop at Philadelphia and LAFC, seeing as they're, uh, well, LAFC's uh, RSL's next opponent. But yeah, geez. Well, uh, 4-1 win for Atlanta at home against Montreal. 3-0 win for Cincinnati at home against Charlotte. DC United... We discussed this a little bit. Yeah. They, they lost 5-3 to three at home against New York Red Bull. A uh, hat trick for 
I did Christian my job. Benteke, he did, I did his job. I did my job, Christian Benteke. <laughs> he did his job. Chicago and New England played to a 2-2 draw, 1-1 between Dallas and Columbus. As you said uh, in the last segment, a 2-1 win for Kansas City against Houston. Impressive on their part. St. Louis beat Minnesota on the road 2-1. Your boy, João Klaus, had a thumping header in that game. Came back from that injury uh, and just picked up right where he left off. RSL obviously winning against Vancouver 2-1 to one, late between Portland and Orlando. The Timbers are up 3-2. to two. Did I say Orlando? That was, Colorado, some, yeah. that was some real dyslexia right there. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Colorado, 3-2 uh, to two for the Timbers with just a few minutes left in that one. And 1-1 one, one between San Jose and Nashville late in that one as well. Tomorrow we'll have NYCFC and Toronto. Orlando for real uh, against Miami and Austin and LA Galaxy facing off. As you said, nil-nil between LAFC and the Philadelphia Union. That in and of itself is not too surprising. The thing that's very surprising for me here is that Philadelphia had four shots, none on goal. LAFC had two shots, none on goal. You go back to LAFC's Wednesday results, nil-nil against St. Louis. They had 14 shots, much better, but only two of those on target in that draw. I can't decide if this makes fingers me nervous. Crossed, or fingers not. crossed they carry on that trend. <laughs> like this, I want this to give me hope for next Sunday, but it it's does hope, not. It's the hope that kills you. It is the hope that kills you. It's also LAFC that kills you. Yes. Um, it feels like even when they've been in a bad run of form, they, they find it again against RSL. Um, do you want to go on to LAFC at this moment, or do you want to look at the standings? <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about LAFC. Okay. And we talk about the, the last two games. Uh, two points. Not the worst, because they've played St. Louis, and they've played Philadelphia Union, who are phenomenal in, the, in their own right. Um, but it is RSL will take a little bit of heart because of tonight's performance. It's a building block, let's put it that way. Mm. Um, goals coming from the centre-backs. Things looked a little bit sharper, but it's a huge step up playing against uh, an LAFC team. Uh, a few changes. They, you know, uh, Buanga coming on at halftime, mm-hmm. um, obviously just saving his legs, probably for RSL. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, you've got the likes of Ryan Hollingshead, who was who just one of those fullbacks that just gets up and down. He's so solid. Well, he and wasn't always a defender either. He was no, a forward. <laughs> right. And, but he's been such a, a phenomenal outside back. Uh, can play on either side, is comfortable, is chipped in with a few goals. Um, you know, Aaron Long's back there. You know, just a, a great uh, defender, centre-back uh, in his own right. Uh, Murillo's back there as well. But then you look at the likes of Kellen Acosta. You look at uh, Tim Tillman. Um, and then, obviously, the, the options that they do have up front as well. Buick coming off at halftime for... Um, Buanga, um, who in his own right is, you know, one of the, the hottest uh, forwards. Carlos Vela didn't come off the bench at all. Um, you know, you expect him to be in and around as well. Um, and, and RSL, you know, have got um, a, a, a massive game coming up, particularly after that League's Cup thumping they got where uh, Paulo Ruiz goes down with that uh, season-ending knee injury. Since League's Cup, just two wins for LAFC. They obviously lost in the next round of League's Cup to Monterey 3-2. to Coming out of that, they beat LA, uh, excuse me, Colorado 4-0. to 
lost the next two games, three games, excuse me, beat LA Galaxy 4-2 to two, and then have had the two nil-nil draws. So it is a bit of a slump and hard time for LA Galaxy at the moment. Yeah, it was LAFC. And they've had LAFC. an issue because they obviously had that long Champions League run as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and, you know, it's a condensed schedule. I know everybody's had to go through it, but we saw Seattle last season winning the Champions League and then really struggling to find any momentum uh, in Major League Soccer. So they've done better than, than what I expected. Um, but at the same time, you still, you know, uh, align LAFC since they've come into the league to be, you know, killers of a lot of teams, but they're there or thereabouts. You know, they're, they're still uh, joint second, I believe, in the Western Conference. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, it's job done, making sure that they're giving the rest of the players. I mean, you look like Ilya Sanchez, uh, Eric Duenas, Ordaz, Vela um, uh, didn't come off the bench tonight. Um, and then Buanga get, just gets 45 minutes, comes on at half time. Um, they're, they're giving their players, their big game players, enough rest, uh, which, which sucks as well for, for RSL fans. But again, it's it's records to be broken and uh, it's it's a it's a new run for Real Salt Lake and you know if they get a point uh, on the road next Sunday uh, I'm sure the entire fan base um, will be delighted if even if it means uh, just two shots um, uh, to, to four shots uh, <laughs> like to, uh, Philadelphia yep. Union and LAFC tonight look it can be fully just like the playoff road game against Seattle in 2021 yeah, we'll where we won in PKs after no shots through 120 11 men minutes. behind the ball. I don't Hilarious. care. I uh, don't care. No, <laughs> truly I don't either. Uh, Boanga with 14 goals and six assists on the season uh, in in Major League Soccer. Carlos Vela with nine goals and ten assists. Those two just absolutely phenomenal players. Um it's wild to me that Chicho had a spot on this team last year and how good they they were last year. Before we finish, we'll take a look at the table in the Eastern Conference. You have six spots clinched for the playoffs. Uh, Atlanta and New England added to that list. So Cincinnati, Orlando, Columbus, Philadelphia, Atlanta, New England, all with Playoff spots guaranteed. Nashville in seventh place, Montreal in eighth, and D.C. United in ninth. In the Western Conference, St. Louis is the only team to have clinched a playoff spot. They sit in first place with 53 points. LAFC, 45 points, as well as Seattle in third. Houston and Real Salt Lake sitting on 43 points apiece. Portland currently sitting in sixth place with 42 points. Vancouver with 41. San Jose with 41. And Dallas with 39. Any final thoughts for the night, Spence? Just a a really a great comeback performance from RSL not perfect by any stretch uh, but they responded to going a goal down um, they, they created some good chances and the second half was a really uh, powerful 45 minutes a collective a team performance obviously gave up a couple of big, big chances towards the end but got lucky there and uh, you know sometimes you need that little rub of the green uh, to, to get up the table and, and moving on to 43 points stopping the rot here at America First Field was absolutely vital we will catch you guys next Sunday, October 1st, a 6 p.m. kick, 5 o'clock pregame here on the Arsenal Radio Network. Myself and Spencer Warren will be your hosts for that match. Please join us. Have a safe weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this coverage of Real Salt Lake on the Arsenal Radio Network.